are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Yesterday we started our 21-day fast, and um, how many people have never fasted before? This is going to be your first time. Let me just see your hands. Okay, cool. Quite a few people. Some, some people haven't. Some people uh, have done it before. And um, again, we're just wanting to uh, instruct us why we're fasting and the importance of fasting uh, in our families. Um, the main reason why we're fasting, uh, and we fast every year in January, is Matthew 6.33. It says, but put God's kingdom first. Do what he wants you to do, then all of these things will be added unto you. You see, when we seek God first, we, we talk about our, our ties and we say, Lord, even as Pastor Hayward was sharing this morning, we want you to have the first fruit. We want you to be able to be blessed, Lord. And when we do that with our lives and say, God, January is the kickoff of 2015. It's a brand new year. And God, we want to give you a tithe of that because, God, we love you so much. We can also read in Matthew chapter 6, we read three things that every believer must do. Number one, it says in Matthew 6, 5 to 15, when you pray. If you're a Christian, the Lord is asking us to pray, spend time in relationship with God. Number two, it says when you give in Matthew 6, 1 to 4. If you're a Christian, you're going to give and understand that as God wants and desires every area of our life. And number three, it says when you fast. If you're a Christian, you're going to fast to walk into the, this, the discipleship of humbling ourselves and seeking his face with absolutely everything. Now let's read in full Matthew 6, verse 16. Moreover, when you fast, do not like be the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to man to be fasting. Surely I say to you that they have had their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to be man to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. When we do that in the beginning of the year, it just sets that precedence for the year. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I was, I was read, when I was reading that scripture this week, I was really kind of thinking about that and how the Bible says that the Pharisees would kind of contort their faces. What would that look like? Like, you know, would they sit on the side of the road just like, oh, you know, just, oh, man, I'm just so hungry. I'm just so, I don't know if I can make it, but I'm suffering for Jesus. And the Lord's like, you know what? Your heart has been exposed because you're standing on the side of the road, not for my approval, but you're standing in that place for the approval of men because you want men to come by and say, you know what? Wow, you're, a, you're an amazing man of God. What did that look like? So why do we fast? James 4.10 says, Humble your sight in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. My friends, there's places in the spiritual realm that God wants to take you, but you're not able to get there on your, by yourself. Some people think, man, I can do it. If I just pull my socks up, I, I can do it. And the Lord's like, no, you can't. You have to come through me to be able to get where I want you to go. You know, I believe that in this room there's unfulfilled dreams and expectations that God has given you, perhaps even when you were a kid. And those dreams are not dead just because they haven't come into fruition yet. 
They're in that place where it's just like, God, I need you, and I need breakthrough in my life. See, I remember when we were pastoring in Calgary, we got invited over to a couple's house, and we went over there, and we were sitting around the dinner table, and uh, we, we, uh, I, I don't know how we got in the conversation, but the, the, this uh, lady started talking about breastfeeding. And for a guy, that was really uncomfortable. And she started saying, you know what? Men can breastfeed. If they put their mind towards, to, to, towards it, they can breastfeed. And I just started laughing. I'm like, seriously? And I'm thinking of my little daughter, Mackenzie, like she would choke on hair. Like... <laughs> It just wouldn't be, it just wouldn't be good. And, and I wonder if we think that in the spiritual realm. When the Lord says, you know what? And he gives us a dream. He gives us a desire. He gives us a vision. We get excited about it. And then we're like, you know what? Let's go. I'm going to do that. And we take the reins by ourselves. And we start running in that direction as God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm the giver of dreams, and I'm also the fulfiller of dreams. And I believe that the Lord wants us to remember that as we start off this fast. There are more places in the Spirit that God wants us to go, but we are unable to do that in our own strength. We need to humble ourselves. How do we humble ourselves? The Bible says that over and over again. Humble yourselves and pray. We do that through prayer and fasting. And when the time is right, he will exalt you and bring you to that place that he's calling you. You know what? Every one of us is a work in the palm of his hands. Every one of us is incomplete. And as God molds and shifts and shapes, all of a sudden it's kind of like, wow. Lord, I never thought that was all, at all possible. What dreams have you got? What has the Lord placed upon your heart? Have you forgotten about it? Lord, even, even over this room right now, God, I ask by your spirit that you would just bring back to remembrance dreams and, and visions and desires that you've placed in our spirit even 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Lord, bring them back to memory because, God, those are your dreams. And, Lord, you're calling us to be able to step into that place. Fasting is a chance for the Holy Spirit to prepare us for what is coming this year. You're not here this morning by coincidence. Man, it's, it's a pretty full house this morning, and it's minus 30. God called each one of you here this morning. You are, you're heading for preparation for something great. And when you fast at the beginning of the year, you're truly setting course for the entire year. Let's read Luke chapter 2, verse 37. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanel, of the tribe of Asher, she was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. And coming in the instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. See, in Luke chapter 2 there, we read about a lady named Anna. We know that she was an elderly woman, a widow who did not part from the temple day or night. She served the Lord with fasting and prayer. Why did she do this? Because she was persisting herself for the greatest moment of her life. And if you continue to read on there, you'll see that the greatest moment of her life was when she met the Messiah, Jesus, as a young boy. See, the temple would have been filled with people. 
And nobody else recognized the Messiah, but Anna did. Why? Because she was prepared in her hearts. And my friends, the Lord is going to bring by things in our way, and if we're not prepared for it, we're going to miss it and not even realize that God gave us an opportunity to be able to step into our destiny. And then we become frustrated, like, God, why aren't you moving? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And the Lord's like, I'm giving you opportunities, but I need you to press into my presence. God is our everything. There's great moments coming for you in your future. I know there is. I've seen it, and I believe it. I believe there's great people, greatness on many people in this church. Unfulfilled dreams and promises. Prepare ye the way for the Lord. Humble yourself and seek his face. Fasting prepares us for what is coming in Mark 2, verse 19. It says, and Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Do you remember when you were first dating your spouse? I took Cindy, my, my wife, I took her to this restaurant in Edmonton called the La Ronde. And the La Ronde is downtown Edmonton, and it's a revolving restaurant. And it's one of those restaurants where you sit and you get to see the whole city, and it costs you 150 bucks for a couple of carrots and a little piece of meat. And, and I was a Bible college student and didn't have a lot of money, so it... It took me like four months wages to be able to save up for this meal. And we go out to this, this restaurant and we were so engaged in conversation that when the food came, we just, it just sat there. And we just gazed in each other's eyes. You remember what that was like? And I believe the Holy Spirit is asking us to push the plate away and focus on what's really important. To gaze into the eyes of our Savior and truly from the depths of our hearts say, Jesus, I love you with everything that is in me. Lord, I want to grow. I want to mold. I want to be the man that you're calling me to be. Mark 2.20 says, But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. There's power in prayer and fasting. And I see three reasons why we as individuals need to walk in that place and say, God, what are you calling me to this year? Number one, there's power in prayer and fasting. Fasting brings forth the spirit of release. In Mark chapter 9, we see a boy who was demon-possessed. The disciples try to cast out the evil spirit, but were unable to do so. Then Jesus cast out the spirit in private. The disciples ask, Jesus, why were we unable to, to, uh, to do that? And replies in verse 29, he says to them, this kind, come, can, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. My friends, I don't know about you, but I like being prepared. You know, if we had a way to be able to see what the future holds, and maybe, maybe we see on one day that our children are going to school and, and maybe they're going to have a really bad day, a bully's going to bug them or something like that, you know, maybe as a parent you'd say, you know what, I need to either get you prepared for that day or let's just take this day off. And as believers, things are going to come up our ways 
that we need to be able to step in and walking in the power and the, full, uh, in the fullness of what God has for us. Can you imagine those disciples, they're praying, and they've just, demons have been flying out of people. And then all of a sudden, they hit this one and this kid, and they're just, they, just, they just do the prayer. They do the formula, and it doesn't work, and they're like, what is going on here? That would, that would shake their very foundation. And then Jesus says to them, you know what? This one is a strong one. This one here, you have to be prepared. And as we read earlier, the disciples weren't fasting because the bridegroom was with them. They had to be ready in their spirit. Now, in a room this size, there's people here who have inward struggles that you can't get rid of. You know what? Maybe it's an addiction to alcohol. Maybe it's an addiction to drugs. Maybe, maybe it's an addiction to pornography. And you know what? You've, you've sat on, your, on, your, on the, your face before the Lord and you said, God, would you get rid of this in my life? I don't want it. It's ruining my marriage. It's ruining my life. And then all of a sudden, you start to do good because the willpower kicks in. It's like, yeah, I'm doing well, and we're worshiping the Lord on Sundays, and things are going well. And then we go home, and then boom, we fall back into that again. You're like, what is going on here? And then we start reading the word, and we're like, you know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. God, prepare my heart. And, and a month goes by, two months go by. We're like, yes, I'm free. And then boom, we fall into it again, and we're like, Why? There's specific things that can only come out through prayer and fasting. There is power in that. And as a, as a guy who's had inward struggles in my life, I know the power of prayer and fasting. I think sometimes, again, the enemy likes to take our eyes off of what's really important. And we start to think, okay, God, there's, obviously there's no power in you. Or, 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 Jesus, why am I bearing this? Or why do I keep going there? Why do I keep drinking? Why do I keep lying? Why do I keep smoking? Why do I keep whatever? And the Lord's like, I want you to fight this. But you have to be prepared. Are you ready this morning? Are you ready for whatever comes your way? Because I tell you, as a pastor, I need to be ready because I never know day to day what's going to walk through my door. And if I'm not ready, we have problems. But I wasn't always a pastor. And I know when I was in the workplace, there's things that came across my door that I need to be ready for. My friends, fasting equips us with power for breakthrough. Number two, fasting brings forth the spirit of restoration. We see that in Joel 2.25. So I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, the chewing locusts. The enemy has stolen things that have been promised to you. But in 2015, the Lord will restore what the enemy has taken. Do you have things in your life that have just been robbed from you and your family? The Lord is saying, I want to restore those years for you. I want to give them back to you. I, I think we give the enemy too much credit. And God, when we press into that presence and just say, God, I want what you want from my life in 2015, God is positioning us for breakthrough. God is positioning us for blessings. 
And that brings me to the third thing. Fasting brings forth the spirit of reward. How many people would like a reward from the Lord? Let me see your hands. Man, if you didn't put up your hands, there's something wrong with you. I don't know, Lord. I don't think I want a blessing this year. God has got, we are his children. And as good dads and good moms, how much do we love to bless our kids? Man, Christmas just, didn't, just came up, didn't it? And I don't know about you guys, maybe you're really good and, and, and you know how to set a budget and say, okay, I'm only spending X amount of dollars on each child. I'm terrible with that. And, and Cindy, we, we got all these presents and, and this kind of stuff, and, and Cindy says, okay, we're done spending. We've got enough presents for everybody. I'm like, okay, we're done. And all of a sudden, I get an email from Broadway across Canada. Beauty and the Beast is coming to Edmonton. I'm like, oh, my kids would love to see Beauty and the Beast. But we're done. We are done. I'm just going to see how much it is. Click on it. 117 bucks a person. It is so worth it. <laughs> and before I knew it, I had those tickets, and I came home and I said, Cindy, I, I got these tickets. She's like, we were done. But I just saw that. I thought it would be so cool for our family to be, go and be able to see this live performance and, and, uh, and get to experience that. Why? I'm a dad, and I'm a sucker for my kids. We have other suckers in this room this morning. But the Bible says, if I want to give good gifts to my children, how much more does God want to give good gifts to you? And the Lord just lavishes on us. Not because we deserve it. Not because we have earned it but because he loves us. And that to me just blows me away how God just constantly just says, son, here, I love you. Son, I want to encourage you today. I want to bless you. And I believe that 2015 is going to be filled with blessings as we press in and say, God, I want what you have for my family. Take over, look over here at this, at this cross. We see two beams on this cross. And you know what? I really think the church is really good at the, at the horizontal beam. See, the horizontal beam, that, that represents the church, fellowship. And you know what? It's, sometimes it's like, what can we get out of a church? You know, I hate, as a pastor, I hate, you know, I'm just church shopping right now. I'm just checking out the different churches and see what they have to offer for me and my family. I understand that. But I think that it's so important to say, God, what can I offer to the church? Because I'm part of the church. You know, Lord, I really would like to see a small group led, Lord, on revelations. Lead it. That horizontal beam is relationship with the body of Christ. And you know what? I, I keep walking in that place and reminding us from when the day I got here, this building here, 
That's not the church. You're the church. We're the church. So when we go to that place and we're like, you know what, I really don't like my church, it's, it's the fellowship that we're speaking against. And it's walking in that place and saying, God, give me that heart for relationship for people. Lord, help me to fulfill the mandates that you have for me. But on the cross, there's another beam. The center beam. The cornerstone. That beam there represents our relationship with God the Father. You know, God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for each one of us. And what blows me away is if I was the only person in this world, he would have still done it for me. Because his love for me is everlasting. God desires relationship with his kids. He doesn't want to be this, this entity up there somewhere. He wants to be so close to us that he carries us and he fills us and he lavishes upon us and we do the same back to him because we walk in relationship with the Lord. No other religion has that. No other religion has, has an opportunity to be able to have fellowship and to be able to love and the love goes both ways. That is what sets us apart. You guys remember that hit TV show, Friends? When it first came out, critics said that it was not going to last. It's boring. It lacks death, uh, depth. It will not make it to the end of the by the next season. But what they didn't take into consideration is the need for connections. Last show after 10 seasons, the show had an audience of 52 million people. Fasting restores the vertical beam, connection with God, and an intimacy in which we were created for. For 21 days, we are turning our direction off our needs, our wants, and we're turning to God. We're seeking His face. Now you may say, just wait a minute, Pastor. I'm fasting with my three reasons. That's great, but you're going to find as you press into prayer in the next 21 days, all of a sudden it's going to change. And you'll be like, wow, God. I need you, Lord. Lord, all I want is you, Father. Not my will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in my home as it is in heaven. For stuff falls away as we seek him first, and the stuff that is then added to us for our heart changes from the temporal to the supernatural. And it's always been a heart issue. There seems to be a balancing act, doesn't there? Where we as believers walk, you seem to know that we know that there's an enemy. The Bible tells us that he's roaring like a lion, seeking whom he can devour. Yet the Bible also says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. The balance is many Christians live like there's no enemy. This world is something the enemy is not wanting. Do you know what? The enemy is not going to want us to step into that place of fasting. The Bible tells us that the enemy is not just a liar, but he's the father of lies. He can't tell the truth. It's always the best lie is part truth but part lie. Half-truths. 
But when we walk in that place and we understand that, see, the enemy is not going to come alongside and say, oh, you know what? Vanessa, so proud of you. You're fasting. Whoa. You are going to be a force to be reckoned with. I just, I'm going to just watch you grow. That's not who he is. He's seeking like a lion, seeking whom he can devour. And all of a sudden, lies start going into our head. Oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, I got to work. I got this. I got that. And we come up with all these reasons why we can't. And God says, you can do all things through me who gives you strength. He is awesome. And he is able to take us through to that place that he's calling us to do and calling us to be. Remember 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will restore their land. Does our land need restoring? My God, we need a touch from you, Lord. And God, I ask that you just release that restoration over Canada. Because, Lord, I'm just believing for great things for our nation. Amen? Continue to pray for Prime Minister Harper. What an amazing man of God. As he stands with Israel when other nations say, no, we won't. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Thank you, God, for the rich heritage that we have here in Canada. And finally, Ezra 8.21 says, There by the Hahava Canal... I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all of our possessions. Isn't that a neat scripture? Fasting is generational. It's just not for you. It's for your kids. It's for your grandkids. It's for generations to come. My friends, we never no, and I think that many times we'll not know until we meet with the Lord in heaven what a fast has done. And sometimes in the middle of the fast, we don't get the answers that we're looking for right away. But they're coming. For we serve a good God, and when our heart is aligned with God's heart, that's when he says, I'm going to give you the desires of my heart because your desires are my desires. It's not about us. Ugh. Doesn't that drive you crazy? I like it when it's about me. But when God says, no, 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 no. This is about me. And I want to do great things in you because I made you and destined you for greatness. God is good. Maybe you're here to this morning and you got kids I really just believe that they are growing up in a difficult time. You know, I don't think high school was, was that long ago. But yet the world has changed so much since I was there. I remember Cindy and I in Calgary, it was summer day, and we drove up to the corner store just to pick up whatever. And Sydney ran in and got whatever she needed and she came out and these two little kids came out. You know, these two boys, they're probably in grade four and then one of their little brothers and he was probably in grade one, maybe two. 
And it was summer and our windows were down and we were talking and the boys came right outside of our window and they started having a little conversation. And it just kind of took our breath away as these little kids, grade four, grade one, started talking about oral sex. And we're like, Lord, how do they even know about that in grade one, in grade four? It's not right. And the enemy wants to get in there and he wants to taint and he wants to twist and he wants to pervert what God has called good in the place of marriage. And it becomes that place where it's just all things become permissible. And the Lord's like, no, 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 I've set you apart. My friends, if for no other reason, we need to be fasting for our children because they are receiving this garbage earlier and earlier and earlier. And we need to say, God, I'm going into battle. I'm going into war for my children. Are we willing to pay the price? Because it's not easy. And it's stepping in that place and saying, God, what do you have for me and my family? Again, like I said last week, this is the last time I'm going to be talking about fasting. Next week we're going to go into our series, God. But it's walking in that place and saying, God, what do you have for me and my family? Lord, is it a 21-day fast? Is it a 40-day fast? Is it a three-day fast? Is it a one-day fast? Is it a Daniel fast? Is it a complete fast? Is it a juice fast? Lord, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. And when we push into his presence, and all of a sudden Holy Spirit says, Son, daughter, I'm calling you to an extended fast. I'm calling you to 21. I'm calling you to 40 days. You're like, whoa, get ye behind me, Satan. That's not you. And the Lord's saying, I'm speaking to you, son. Do you trust me? Because great things are coming, but you need to be prepared. Let's bow our hearts, close our eyes. Worship team, would you come? And this morning as we Again, just focus on the presence of God. I just encourage every single one of us just to step in that place and say, God, what do you have for me? We're going to open up the altars. If you'd like prayer, we'd love to pray for you. We're going to get the, the prayer team to come and, and minister to you. But again, if you kneel at the altar, that means that you just want to spend time just you and the Lord and nobody's going to bother you. But don't just push it away and say, I ain't doing it because I've got. But press into his presence and say, God, what do you have for me for such a time as this? Amen? Amen. Lord, I thank you for every single person in this room. And God, my heart is for our church, God, to excel this year. Lord, I just want to see blessings spring forth. God, I want to see people healed and touched by our Savior. Because, Lord, you want to do signs and wonders today, God. And your word says that signs and wonders will follow those who believe. And, God, we know that we are a healing hub. And God, I thank you for the so many freedoms and healings that we've seen. But Lord, would you now do supernatural work physically in Jesus' name?
God, I believe that that Coal Lake can be a cancer-free zone. God, I believe that Cold Lake, there'll be something about it where, where, where the government sends workers here to find out if there's something in the water because there's so many healings coming forth. God, would you be glorified in our region? God, would you be exalted? Would you be lifted up? And Lord, may people be drawn unto you because you are good. So Lord, I declare that today, God. Lord, encourage us in our fasting, God that, Lord, we can stay the course and finish the race that you've given us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.